Amen. God bless Long you. Long Talk Radio. Good evening. God bless you. Uh, I hope that you had a great day today. Woke up this morning. It was kind of chilly to my surprise. I know it is September, but I didn't expect it to be as chilly as it was. It was exciting, an exciting day. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, ETW Ministries is live on Facebook and across the globe, um, internationally on Purpose Kingdom Network. Blog Talk 319-527-6091 is the dial-in number. Um, if you want to call in, if you have a comment, press 1, and you'll be on hold with our operator. But before all that goes on, let's open up in a word of prayer. God, we do again thank you, and we bless you. Thank you for your goodness, God. Thank you for your greatness. You're a great God, and we bless you. God, we can't bless you enough. We can't thank you enough because you've just been that good to us. God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, God, for this, uh, I would say, venue and open door, God, of technology and just the things that you've done that would allow your gospel to be spread throughout the earth, people that we may never see, people that we may never touch, people that we may never get a chance to interact or respond to. God, you've put us in such a place and left us and allowed us into such a large place. God, and we thank you. We take not this opportunity for granted, but we bless you, praying that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. We bless God for you. Again, this is the 1290th episode of Blog Talk Purpose Kingdom, and this is your brother, Aaron Williams, Reverend Aaron Williams, Brother Aaron Williams, Aaron Williams, you can call me anything, just don't call me late for dinner. We thank God, we thank God for the word of God, we thank God for the spirit of God, and we thank God most of all for you, the people of God. We just ask that you keep us in prayer, you know, as this is a brand new thing for us, a brand new thing for me, you know, and I, I really feel out of my comfort zone. I really feel, you know, like a fish out of water doing this. Um, but we're excited about what God is doing and allowing um, to happen in such a time as this. You know, a lot of people are discouraged. A lot of people are looking for answers. A lot of people are looking for change. A lot of people are looking to go back to the norm. But I want to encourage you that regardless of how much things change, God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. On our last episode, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about contention. We talked about salvation, sanctification. What I'm finding, I believe, is my mission in the body of Christ is to encourage the children of God to be aware of who we are, who God has uh enabled us or equipped us or I would say even translated us or transferred us from who we used to be to we all know the scripture, you know, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things are passed away. All things become new. But do we really believe that? Do we believe that we're brand new? So we're going to look 
at this, and as I was reading some scripture and going over some things this week, knowing, preparing for today, and to be able to talk to you guys, you know, what the Lord impressed on me is that we're not just equipped, but we're well able. Remember in the Old Testament, when the 12 spies went out, it says that 10 spies had a bad report. And we were as grasshoppers in their eyes and in our eyes. We we were next to nothing. We we were unable. But then Joshua and Caleb gave a good report and said, we are well able. Do you believe, child of God, that you are well able in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of circumstance, in the midst of all these conditions, you are well able and, listen, equipped to do the job. We've been hearing in our hearing for the last, I'd say, few months, we were built for this. So you, you have been built for this. Every situation, every circumstance that you're finding yourself in, you are well able. You are more than equipped. You are prepared by the Spirit of God to do what God has placed you in. Why? Not that we may be puffed up. Not that we may make names to ourselves, but that the glory may go to the one, ah, yes, God, who has equipped us. And I just want to read this scripture. I'm not going to ask that you join with me as I read out of 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And I'm just going to read a few scriptures, just going to read a few. Um, as I, I was, like I said, impressed upon me, you know, that the Lord has been looking and asking and requesting of me, you're able, Aaron. Encourage you. I just talked to a brother about five minutes ago, well, about say twenty-five minutes ago, before we came on the air, before we began our preparation, you know, with the behind the scenes and guys and our engineering and technicians that are behind the scenes. And I just talked to him. He said he was reading about how David had to encourage himself. We all know these stories, and, and I don't want what, – what I'm finding what God has for me and how God wants to use me is that although I want to, I want to be traditional, you know, I, 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 want, I want to be, you know, a hooper and holler. I, I want to be one that – I want to be able to, you know, to, to excite the crowd, but I find out that God uses me in my own space. And my own space is kind of, I've always tried to push an effort to do things a certain way, but I've always found out that it doesn't work that way. It, it works the way that I'm built. So what I am trying to be is my best self. I'm, I'm trying, and let now I know you see illusions. I hear you now. That's the problem. You're trying to be yourself. But I, what, I, what I'm trying to say is we have to allow God to use us out of the box, out of tradition, out of the norm. Why? Because things aren't normal right now. Things aren't in the box right now. Things are haywire. Things are the only thing that stays consistent in all of this is God. What we have to do, what we, what we should be doing now is digging into the things of God that if anything comes up, it's from him. It, whatever comes to the surface, whatever comes out of our mouth is of God because why? It's only the gospel. There it is right there. It's only the gospel that saves. Now, listen, not our philosophy, not our catchphrases, not our programs, not how we put things together, but the Bible says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Why am I not ashamed? Because I found out that it is. 
It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Everyone who believes has the same potential. Why? We have this treasure in earth, but we have the same potential. What we would even say in our time for greatness, we have the same potential to access all of God. Why? Because God is not a respecter. A person, God, God, whoever comes to him humbly, whoever comes to him with their whole heart, whoever comes to him in faith, the Bible says, will be found of him. We, we, we're looking for God for greatness, but not greatness to build his kingdom. Uh, that, that's one of the issues. Our greatness is that our name may be great, that people may feel a certain way when they hear our name, that people will come when they hear our name, that people will attend when they see our faces. But how many people are willing to die so much to self? I I, want to see, I talked to a young man, and I always say his name because I want to give him his props for his position in God. And his name is Divine. I used to call him Devin, but his name is pronounced Divine. And the brother wants and desires to see the move of God in his lifetime, and he's pressing in. I want to challenge you right there. That's the first challenge of the evening. You know I'm always going to give you a challenge. The first challenge is do you want to see a move of God? And if you do, what are you doing to get there? How are you pressing in? How are you attending to the things of God? How are you living? As we look into the things of God, we understand that God is a rewarder, listen, of them that diligently we we, we want God. Yes, we want God. But is there a diligence in our search? Is there a diligence in our hunt, in our seeking, in our chasing, in our coming after God? Is there a diligence? Because, listen, child of God, man of God, woman of God, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, uh, yes, God, he'll make it good. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. God will do what he says, but we have to diligently. Are we willing to turn our plates down? I didn't even get to the scripture yet. The scripture, again, is 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, because we are by his spirit been made able. The Bible says that we've been given the earnest of the spirit. We've been given a portion. We've been given the best part. We've been given a part of what God deposited in each of us, the earnest of the spirit, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. We cry and come after God because it's God. Just as it says in I believe it's Corinthians, that we have been given this ministry of reconciliation. We have been given, this is in Colossians, we have been given this ministry of reconciliation. We have been given the part that God desires to see us pulling men and women out of the fire, out of sin, out of the desires of the flesh. 
to desire him. But while we're reconciling, this is where the fall off is. While we're reconciling, how are we living? Are we walking in love? Are we walking in obedience? We want to preach. We want to sing. We want to teach. We want to lay hands. We want to do the church things. But how are we living when it comes to those that we live with? I have to raise my hand because I have been guilty of a life that didn't exemplify what I spoke out of my mouth. It had to come to a point where I lost everything before I gained Christ. And people say, that's how it should go. You got to lose to gain. But I didn't lose out of obedience. I didn't lose out of willingness. I lost out of stubbornness. And this is my warning to those who continue to do church activity, but they know they don't walk in love. You, You continue to do church ministry, but your life on the inside is messed up. Your heart is not right towards people. And the Bible admonishes and asks the question, how can we say we love God who we have not seen and we do not love our brother who we see every day? Now, don't get twisted up there because the world is at the point where now they're redefining what love means. They're redefining what love dictates. They're redefining, you know, you can't say you love me if you're correcting me. You can't say you love me if if you're coming at me, if you're pointing out the issues in my life. You can't say you love me because love strokes. This is what the definition is being changed to. Love agrees. Love covers me even when I'm wrong. But that's not love. Love doesn't see a person heading towards danger and say nothing. That's foolishness, just in case you didn't know. But as the world is redefining values, where is the church? Where Do we stand up in a time where our very values are being redefined by the world, or by where our very values are being redefined by the ungodly, where our very values are being redefined by those that do not have the Spirit of God. Now, if you have not the Spirit of God, the Bible says you are none of His. But we have the Spirit of God and have to stand. How do I stand? I stand in the gospel because it is the power. The power is not in my words. The power is not in my program. The power is not in what I can do with my talents, gift, and ability. The power is in the preaching of the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation. We want people saved. We want converts. We want people changed. If you want people changed, preach the gospel. If you want people delivered, preach the gospel. If you want converts to come with a brand new heart filled with the Spirit, if you want the Holy Spirit pulled out at the altar, preach the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And he's given us this ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ 
reconciling the world to himself. Listen now, we have the spirit of Christ on the inside of us. So now that same spirit that worked in Christ, it says not judging, not imputing their iniquities, not judging them, but loving them. How do you win the loss? By love. The Bible says they will know us, not by our gifts, not by the songs we sing, not by the talents we have, not by the great cathedrals that we build, but they will know us by our love. Let me read this. First Corinthians 4. And I got all the way out here, but I thank God anyway. And I'm going to start at verse 11. I'm going to read down. I'm going to read down to 20. But I'm going to start at 11. It says, even until this present hour, we both hunger and thirst. This is Paul and I believe Apollos. We hunger and thirst and are naked and are mistreated or buffeted or whipped and have no certain. Listen, they will say, even now. Because people, we, and we, we, we're complaining about what we're going through. But Paul is saying, listen, even now, I, we understand. We're in a place of understanding of your suffering because though we're preaching, though we're doing the will of God, though we're doing everything right, but still, even now, we're being whipped. We've been stripped of our clothes. We don't even know where we're going to sleep tonight. We don't know where we're going to lay our head tomorrow. But even now, we're being buffeted. We're being tried. We're being pressed. But we're going to continue to move. I've been talking and been talking to Rob and talking to a few friends of mine because every Tuesday, when it comes with almost about four hours, five hours before I'm supposed to come on and do this ministry, I get so anxious on the inside. I get so fretful. I get so discouraged. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to come on live. I, I don't want to preach. I don't want to come on the radio. And I'm going through this battle, and I was talking to a preacher friend of mine. I'm asking, what do you do? How do you pray through this? How, how do you? He said, well, when you don't feel like it, preach. When you feel like it. Preach. Whatever you feel, when you're angry, preach. When you're sad, preach. Whenever the opportunity comes to preach, preach. Preach through the emotion. Preach through the pain. Preach through the press. Because we want to go through on flowery beds of ease. We want to go through when we're on the mountaintop. But we have to learn to navigate this life even in the midst of struggle, when we're in the valley, when we're our hearts, our minds, our, our understanding, our consciousness, our emotions are in a bad place, in a dark place. We have to learn to navigate through that. I had the opportunity right here on Purpose Kingdom, and I, and I failed that test one time because when I didn't feel right in my spirit, I didn't open my mouth. But I'm saying this child of God, man of God, woman of God, preacher, teacher, prophet, whoever you are, do not let the world shut your mouth. Do not let your emotions shut your mouth. Do not let the devil shut your mouth because it is through our mouths that we speak the oracles of God. It is through our mouths that the word of God is declared into the atmosphere. I know I'm talking to somebody right now because we want to declare the word of God 
in the atmosphere. We want to declare even when we don't have any likes, even when we don't have any point joining in, even when we don't have but maybe a few connections alive. I don't, I'm not here for the crowd. I'm here for the gospel. Ah, I'm encouraging myself right now because I'm here for the gospel. Not that one of the reasons I really didn't want to do it because I don't want to make a self for a name for myself outside my church. I want my pastor's covering. I, I want my pastor's blessing. And and until I can come up here and say this is this and such and such church, I really didn't want to do it. But as I'm continuing to press. I'm finding that there's a place that God has for the child of God. Listen, child of God, you you have to come out of your box. You have to come out of your comfort zone. You have to come into a place of growth and development. Why? That when the opportunity comes for the will of God, when the opportunity comes for the position of God, when the opportunity comes for your talents to be displayed, for your talents to be coming to the surface, Ah, you won't be like that foolish servant who said, I had it, but I buried it in my napkin. I, I, I buried it in the ground. I didn't want to lose it, God. I was afraid. I knew that you was hard. I knew that you was an astute. I knew that you gathered where you didn't plan. I knew, God, that you would require something from me, and so I wouldn't lose it. I hid it. It's time to come out of your hiding. I'm calling you right now in the name of Jesus out of your hiding place, out of your place of comfort, into a place in the press. There's a place we have to go, even as Gideon, into the wine press, into the crushing place, into the place where pressure is applied. Stop running from the pressure. Stop trying to build your life so smooth and get your ducks in a row when God is trying to get you to the press. This ain't what I decided and what I thought we was going to say, but I'm glad it came out because I'm liking this right here. We have to come and we're coming into a press. Press, huh, that the oil may flow. Yes, God. Oppress, yes, that the will of God may flow, that the will of God may come to the surface. Because, listen, whatever's in you is going to come out. In the press, whatever's in you is going to come out. But what better place for it to come out than on your knees at the feet of Jesus? What better place for it to come out than at the throne and the mercy seat? What better way for it to come out ah, than in the presence of God? who knows us anyway. He knows our down settings and our uprisings. He knows our highs and our lows. He knows our weaknesses. What a God. He knows our weaknesses and our strengths. He knows our gifts and talents. He knows us and still says, yet we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Yet still says, hallelujah, I formed you and purposed you even before you were formed in the womb. I knew you. God knows us and is desiring great things of us because he put the greater one on the inside. And this scripture reminds us, listen, Paul and Apollos, 
they were great men. When we think about the patriarchs, we think about all of the things that they accomplished. But if you read their stories, they all went through trouble. They all went through pain. They all went through busting. They all went through death. They all went through trials. They all went through trouble. But it's the trouble where God is going to get the most glory out of your life. It's the trouble where God is going to get the most glory. I got to say it one more time. In the trouble is where God wants to get the most glory out of your life. We were having a cookout over the weekend. We just began to talk. Most of the conversation was political. and I'm not too much too politically savvy, so I just you know kept my mouth shut, cracked a couple of jokes here and there, talked about a few things. But then we were talking about how some people that seem to be so high up in God fell or rather were even seduced by seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And one of our brothers said, listen, whenever you reach a certain level in knowledge, because the Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. You have to match it in in prayer. It's just like the palm tree. We see that the palm tree is high up. We see that the palm tree lays down in the wind where other trees are being uprooted. But when the wind stops, that palm tree stands back up. Why? Because as high as it is tall is the same amount of measure that it is deep. What are you saying, brother? I'm saying that there has to be a foundation of your life in doctrine and prayer. There's a foundation in your life that has to be, listen, spiritual. (laughs) For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. If we're using in your fitness, you're coming to a place of acclamation. You're coming to a place where people are beginning to see you and acknowledge you. There has to be a corresponding depth of prayer in your life because prayer Roots you Prayer grounds you Prayer gives you a foundation With the word of God That when things come up As you go higher You still go deeper oh, My God I can feel that thing in my shine <laughs> My God There has to be a corresponding Depth of prayer In your life There has to be a corresponding depth of spirituality. Listen, let me not say spirituality because everybody considers themselves spiritual these days. There has to be a corresponding relationship between you and the God of your salvation. Paul said it this way, even into this present hour, even right now, I'm hungry. I ain't got nothing to drink. I ain't got no clothes. I've been whipped. And I don't know where I'm going to lay my head. And labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, we blessed. We're doing the same. We're doing everything right. I I, I don't, and I feel the need to continue to expound and push this point because some of us believe because we've done everything right, why is this happening to me? But this is just a reminder. That Paul is saying, listen, I've done everything right. 
And if if it wasn't the spiritual part, listen, we're even working with our own hands. We're doing the job ourselves, and people still talking about us. It says being reviled, being criticized, that is. Reviled is criticized. We bless. Being persecuted, we go through it. We, we take the persecution. How many can say that they'll take the persecution when people are saying things, when people are persecuting you, when people are criticizing you? It says we take it. We suffer it. Being defamed, we pray. Ah, I'm learning right here. We are made as the filth of the world. Listen, they were preaching the gospel. They, they were preaching the gospel. The gospel has been turned to a place of wealth, a place of ease, a place of place of grandeur, where people are esteeming or aspiring to be preachers, to be ministers, because it's a lofty place. Yeah, it's a lofty place in God. But if your place in God is lofty in the world, woe is me if my place in God is lofty in the world. If the world loves me, we have to be mindful that the world hated Jesus. And I'm not saying it's going to hate you, but I'm not. I'm telling you, it shouldn't be loving you if you're preaching the gospel. Why? Because the gospel is a light. The gospel is a lamp. The gospel corrects. The gospel points out. The guy had one of the oldest preachers said, yeah, well, I ain't nothing but a glorified troublemaker because I'm always making trouble with folk. As we move forward, I'm thinking and pressing into the things of God because I desire more. Do, do you desire more? Listen to this. Defamed, we entreat. We are made as filth of the world and are the offscouring of all things unto this day. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though we have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have we not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you. And Paul is talking again to the Corinthian church because he's the one that preached the gospel and introduced them to Jesus or God through the preaching of the gospel through Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I beseech you, be you followers of me. For this cause have I sent unto you Timothy, whom is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. Now, some are puffed up as though I would not come, but I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and will know not the speech of them that are puffed up, but the power. Listen, for the kingdom of God is not in word, my God but in power. And I want to stop right there and pray. God, I do thank you. For your kingdom is not in word, but is in power. It's in the demonstration 
of your spirit. God, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice, God, those that will listen to this broadcast through the recorded archives, those that will listen, God, through the recording on Facebook Live, whatever media, whatever outlet, God, that they would listen, that as they hear you, in the name of Jesus, God, that they will be motivated to move, God, motivated to work, God, in the name of Jesus, God, and motivated to be used of you, Ah, yes, God, to walk in demonstration. God, I pray for a fresh anointing in the name of Jesus, that you would give glory to yourself in their lives, in Jesus' name, amen. For the kingdom of God, that's why I, I have to encourage you, child of God, because we've been giving, given a place of prominence in God. Yet, my God, <laughs> we have been given in Colossians 1, it says, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet, have made us sick. We, we've been well equipped. We've been made able. We've been given the earnest of the Spirit. And listen, Colossians says that he has made us fit. I, I, I like that word that he used there. I like the word because I, when I think about the word fit in the King James, it says made us meet to be. But it says, other translations, it says fit because I know I need to work on my physical fitness, but my God, I can feel my spirit expanding in me because the outward man perished, the Bible says, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Listen, child of God, there is a daily redoing for you. There is a daily refilling for you. There is a daily refreshing for you if we would just tap into because the Bible says is renewed every day. So there's a renewal every day from from God if we seek for it. Uh, if we search for it with our whole heart, there's a daily refreshing. There's a daily refilling. There's a daily my God renewal Though the outward man perish, yet our inner man is renewed day by day. I want to challenge you right there because I've been watching, um, I believe, believe the name of the series on Netflix is All American. It's pretty good. But I got another message on my screen. You know, this new technology tells you some things that you don't want to hear. And Sunday, I guess the beginning of the week or the end of the week, however, it's put on the calendar in the screen, comes up and says, your screen time was down 30% over last week. I said, thank you, Jesus. But I couldn't get excited because I knew the time wasn't because I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't on my computer. I was in front of the TV. So it was a happy, sad moment because I had to find that medium, that balance, and that's what it is. We have to find, you have to find that balance in your life, and we find it through, listen, prayer and the word. There is no secret ingredient. There, there is no hidden agenda. There is no hidden value. There is no hidden secret, you know, that you have no hidden handshake, no hidden cold. Pray and you stay. Fast 
and you last get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you. Because as we move into the things of God and desire the things of God, there are things that God desires of us. Remember, we said again, foolish servant, because I knew you was a hard man. I knew you expected a return. Listen, God is expecting a return on what he invested in you. I I know that made some people discouraged right there. Some people got scared right there. But God is expecting a return on what he put in you. God is expecting a return on what he deposited in your spirit. God is expecting return on the gifts and talents that he gave. Ah, for scripture says many will come in that name and say, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do these great works in your name? And the dreadful thing, the terrible thing, he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Place. What, what, what a place to be where God declares Not that he forgot us. Not that he never heard of us, but that he never knew us. What a tragedy to live a life in church and still don't know God. Live a life in this earth, beholding the beauty of nature, seeing the intricacies and the balance of nature, the balance of creation in all of its glory, and not recognize that a creator did it, that there is someone who put this thing all together. There, there is someone who put this thing in order, who spoke it out of chaos. Uh, we'll get into that another day who spoke it out of chaos into order, spoke it out of disorder into order, who spoke it out of darkness into light. Listen, that same God, uh, uh, that, that phrase by itself do it for me. I, I don't know. I, I know uh, some people need maybe need a lot. I, I only need <laughs> those three words. I only need those three words and do it for me every time. The same God. The same God that wrought Christ and rose him from the dead. The same God that led Moses and the children of Israel through the wilderness. The same God that used the apostles to do mighty acts in the earth. The same God that was with Daniel in the lions and the same God, my God, that saved the Hebrew boys from the fiery fire, the same God that raised the dead, the same God that cleansed the lepers, the same God dwells in you and I, my God. And if you can get that, just just those three words, if it's nothing else you get tonight, if you can get those three words, the same God, the same God, when we look at the greatness of the patriarchs, the same God works in us. Listen, the Bible says, 
for it's God that works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God is looking at us to do great things. And Daniel says that the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Listen, the eyes of the Lord, I'm just giving you a few of my favorite scriptures, run to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whose heart has made perfect toward him. Why? Why is he looking for us? Why is he searching for those with a perfect heart? Why is he looking for us that he may show himself strong? Mm. Are you willing to be made weak that God may be made strong? Are you willing to be made low that God will be made or looked or brought upon as strong? Why? Because the Bible says that because of Christ's poverty, is of heaven, he said, but he was made poor. And his poverty, by his poverty, you and I have become rich in God. You and I have been given huh, an inheritance. We have this inheritance in the saints. We've been given an inheritance. We are kingdom citizens. Our citizenship is now in heaven because we've been translated through the blood of Jesus, hallelujah, into the kingdom of God. Oh, my God. If you don't know him, I want to read it. I really want to read it and tell you scripture. It, 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 it takes about a half hour for it to really get really good to me. But if you're under the sound of my voice, I know that Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Listen, the Bible encourages us of the Lord. Yeah, the same God. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. We're in a test to go in through the press. But our test is to bring about a testimony. The will of God sometimes conflicts our desires. Sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes it don't go the way we desire for it to go. But know that God is sovereign and that he loves you. Listen, Brother Aaron loves you too. And I'm praying for you. Is there anyone under the sound of my voice? You have not received Christ as your Lord and Savior. During these times, this is a time to take a look introspectively and retrospectively. Look at your life. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. You say, well, I know that. You know, God loves me the way that I am. Yes, I know that he does. But God desires something from you. I want to turn real quickly to the book of Colossians, and I want to read this in the book of Colossians, where's the first chapter? First chapter, Colossians one twelve, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet, I just said this, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us 
from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He didn't do that for no reason. He did that that we that are alive may live unto him, may live our lives to please him, not to please ourselves, but to please him three months ago. I think I think I think I probably asked this question like every three months. How you living? If you do not know Jesus in the pardon of your sin, I'm gonna say a simple prayer. If you want him to come into your life, translate you out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you believe that God sent his only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into the earth to be a substitute for our sins, listen, and the sins of the whole world by his sacrifice of dying on the cross, descending into hell, rising on the third day, and now is making intercession for you and I in heaven. And, listen, he's coming back again. If you believe that gospel, I want you to repeat after me. Listen, if you believe part of it, I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to find a Bible teaching, a Bible school that teaches about the deity and the purpose of Christ. After this prayer, we're going to bring on Brother Rob and Pastor Tori, and they're going to give you some information on how to achieve that information, that knowledge that you need, that you seek for to know more of God. But right now, pray with me. Say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and become Lord and master of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you for each and every man, each and every woman, each and every boy, each and every girl. God, wherever they may be, God, that repeated that prayer. God, I thank you for salvation. God, I pray that your warring angels fight on their behalf, that you would beat back the hand of the enemy that may try to snuff their lives, try to dictate life to them, God. And I pray that you would give them clarity. In the name of Jesus, God, that you would direct and lead them to a Bible teaching, Bible preaching church, Bible school, Bible institute, Bible college, somewhere where they can study 
your word, God. When you say that newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that they may grow by it. So I pray for their growth. I pray for their development. I pray for their strength. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, if any of them may be sick, God, I pray for their healing. Sick loved ones, I pray for healing, God. I pray for deliverance. Satan, the Lord rebukes you, and the blood of Jesus is against you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. At this time, we're going to bring on, my God, our stage engineer, minister, slash entrepreneur, slash reverend. We've got so many hats. We're going to bring on our engineer and whoever's going to come, and they're going to have some information for correspondence and some announcements for future um, Purpose Kingdom broadcast. And then we're going to come back with a final word and a benediction. God bless you. Rob, so are you guys there? All right, well, it seems that we have um, have some technical difficulties. We're going to keep going. we got about 10 minutes. You know, I'm excited about what you guys are, you know, accomplishing. I'm, I'm going through um, Facebook almost every day. You know, I see that a few of my brothers, you know, um, sisters that I know, you know, um, some people, some churches, our pastor friends, you know, are taking this live streaming to the next level. And just as a, not just as a reminder, but um, as a note, or I would say as an announcement, um, the Men's Fellowship of the Deliverance Evangelistic Church is still having our Men's Conference this month. And our Men's Conference, you know, is from the 23rd through the 27th, which is next Wednesday, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we're opening as always with prayer. So on Wednesday, the 23rd of September, our very own Reverend Donovan, I call him our prayer herald, is going to open us up with a few other ministers that's going to be there with them coupling together in prayer. Listen, anything that you want to do in God, anything you want to do in the kingdom of God, you better cover it with prayer. So we're praying up until that point, but as we go live on this same style of broadcast, even with Facebook Live, uh, some other social media outlook, Zoom app, um, um, live streaming, YouTube, wherever we're going to, we're going to try to cover every gambit and, and every venue, every avenue, and every outlet that we can. But um, on that's going to be prayer on the 23rd. On the 24th, we're going to have Reverend Leon Bostic. He's going to be expounding on our theme. Our theme this year is building on true foundation. And we're coming out of 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, um, starting at verse 8, going down to verse 12. But Christ being that foundation, and we're going to be coming out of um, 1 Corinthians. We're going to be coming out of that chapter, building on the true foundation. And Friday, our very own pastor, Steve McQueen, my God, 
you got to hear his testimony. You got to hear the word that's going to come out of this man of God's mouth for us. You know, and this is open to everyone. We want everyone tuning in. We want to we want to crash the network that so many of us get on this line, get in with this conference that we're going to have, and we're going to have Pastor Steve McQueen who's going to bring us a word on Friday night. The evangelistic services. You know, he's one of our pastors, but he still considers himself an evangelist at heart. So he's going to bring our evangelistic word on Friday night. Then on Saturday morning, Saturday morning, we're going to have our bring your own breakfast. I I got a few pictures. (laughs) I've been taking pictures of my breakfast that looked good for the past month. So whichever one looked the best, I'm going to still cook something on Saturday. That's Saturday the 26th. I'm still going to cook something in the morning, but if the picture doesn't look as good as the pictures I have on file, I'll be showing some of those pictures. But we're going to have, and we're asking as many as you can. You know, it's an old Swath commercial. I know some of you, if, you, if you're not over 20 years old, or if, if you, I say if you're not over 40 years old, there was an old Swath commercial about telling two friends and so on and so on. So we want you to tell two friends. We want you to bring your plus one to this event, and then we'll have a close-out word on Sunday morning live stream from our very own pastor, my God, the Reverend. Glenn Spalding himself. We're very excited about what God is going to do. We're nervous because we've never did it on a platform as large as this. We've done it with a few guys here and there, but you know we're expecting you know to come out. We're expecting fellowship churches. We're expecting that if you're free, if you have the time to tune in, to listen, to tune in live, that you do that via Zoom app, do it Facebook Live, through YouTube video through our live stream on our church website, whatever outlet that you can, but make sure you do not miss this conference. You know, so we thank God for that. That was my public service announcement. You know, our next broadcast, we had three broadcasts in the month of September, so we're excited about that. You know, our next broadcast is the 29th of September, which is two Tuesdays from now. We have another broadcast um, and I thank God for Purpose Kingdom Network. Purpose Kingdom Network is um, the network that I'm on for our online computer um, phone line, um, and we've been doing that for about three years. This live Facebook, we've only been doing for about a month, I think about maybe three, maybe four episodes. I think three or four episodes is what we've done. But we've been doing this for about three years, maybe a little bit more on Purpose Kingdom Blog Talk Radio. You know, we were on another network, but we've changed over to Blog Talk. And I just thank God for the men and women of God that work behind the scenes that make our transition um, smooth. You know, and I thank God for the technology. Uh, what would we do if this pandemic happened in 1960, 1970? You know, how would we communicate with each other? You know, so we thank God. God is in control. You know, it could have happened. It could be a lot worse. You know, so I want to encourage you. I want you to lift up your head, though ye gates, and be ye lifted up ye everlasting doors. Listen, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty 
in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory, the Lord of hosts? He is the King of glory. As we move and come to our close, we're a little early, but we thank God that, you know, those who tuned in again, either through Facebook Live or even, you know, our international listeners that are on our blog talk, our Purpose Kingdom broadcast on the um, Internet radio, we thank God for you. Um, we do ask that if you have any correspondence, yeah, um, I just got message that um, our engineer, our pastor, can't get on the switchboard line, that if you have any correspondence, that you send them to Purpose Kingdom, purposekingdom.net, and we want you to send your correspondence in, your questions, your comments, you know, whatever you have that you want, some questions you might have about salvation, some questions you might have about broadcast. Listen, Purpose Kingdom is on every day, every day. So as Purpose Kingdom is on every day, you might not get me, but you'll get some form of ministry or news or someone on. Listen, and if you want to listen to um, our blog talk, our broadcast, we have an archive, and that is on blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom. Look up my name, Reverend Aaron Williams, DTW Ministry, and you can listen. We're live streaming. We're going on a broadcast on on live radio. And if you want to listen to any any episode, I would I would challenge you to go into the archive. And I know we binge watch maybe while you're cleaning the house, while while you're doing something, you know, and you just want some. Thing that's going to fill your atmosphere with the spirit of God. Just turn and tune into the DTW broadcast on Purpose Kingdom archives and just play. And there's enough there's enough archives in there to listen. Listen, we've been doing this on the live radio for over three years, so there's enough to binge watch for a month. And you can binge watch and listen to DTW Ministries, you know, and catch up and see how God has moved us from one place to another, and he's continuing to elevate us. But listen, as we elevate, remind ourselves we have to humble ourselves. As we elevate, as we get risen in front of men, make sure that we're placing ourselves and positioning ourselves in prayer. God bless you, Pastor Dennison. Reverend Myers, thank God for you guys. We want to thank God for those that have been influenced and influential in our lives. Reverend Myers, Pastor Dennis Williams, great brothers, love the Lord, are definitely men of God in their own right, gifted, talented preachers, prayer warriors, and just want to see the people of God develop into what desires for each of us. Listen, God has a desire in you, Christ in you. I put it this way, is the daydream of heaven. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Ah, oh, my God. <laughs> God's expectation 
is that Christ will be fully formed in you and me. That Christ may dwell in our hearts richly. That's why we've been given the earnest of his spirit. I want you to chase after today. I want you to chase after that which is trying to chase you, that you may be apprehended of that which is trying to apprehend you. My God, just imagine for me before we close if each of us fully grasped Christ in our lives. God, we do thank you and we bless you for the day that you made. Thank you for Purpose Kingdom. Thank you for these men and women that have tuned in. Thank you for the word that proceeded out of your mouth. Thank you that it has fallen on good ground, that it may bring forth fruit to your glory, some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. God, have your way tonight in the lives of your people, continually, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You have a great evening. This is Reverend Ann Williams. We love you. Good night. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.